1: Welcome in to the latest edition of ESPN FC. I'm Dan Thomas, joined by Craig Burley here in the studio. We also welcome to the programme Janaga Fjortov joins us, as does Mario Malkiot to reflect on what happened in the Premier League today. Two games, of course. Chelsea with a 2-0 victory over Bournemouth. But we kick things off with Manchester United defeating Nottingham Forest by three goals. nil. Marcus Rashford continued his fine run of scoring. Martial scoring as well. Late on, Fred, you made it 3-0. Just to confirm what that means, for United, with regards to their position in the table, they remain fifth. But the points difference now between them and Spurs is down to one point. Remember, Spurs dropping points yesterday with that draw against Brentford. Right, bitch bash bosh today, wasn't it? That was quite easy. <laughs> it's
2: be the quickest show in the world. Those two games were a cakewalk. Right. Tune in tomorrow. <laughs> Thank you very much. ESPN I mean, FC
1: returns your screen tomorrow. What do you want to say? I suppose this is just where United are
2: at the moment, isn't it? And it's where Forest are. I think when we all gave our predictions the other day, it was probably one of the easiest things we had to do uh, this year. Because Forrest, not only are they struggling at the bottom of the table, their away form in particular is terrible. Uh, going to United, who yeah did have to play Luke Shaw Sent centre-back, but listen, here's the deal, if you're going to do it at home against a relegation struggler, OK, I heard that before the game a few people, ah, oh, you know, the, the pace Forrest have got, you could cause, you know, that defence a few issues, blah, 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 I'm thinking, nah, not really, you know, they're all quick, yep. including Varane, Juan bissaka Malassia, Shaw, they're all quick, they're all fast, so, yeah, I, I mean, obviously the midfield, everything, that little triangle, Fernandez, Eriksen, Casemiro, just ran the show. Martial got his goal. I didn't like his performance up to that point, I have to be honest. Okay. Through the middle. Uh, I think he went long periods before the goal, and he wasn't really involved in the play. Uh, Antony as well. And Rashford looked really sharp and happy. And yeah. Obviously, looks like that confident player again. So, yeah, it was a bit, of, as I say, I repeat myself, a bit of a cakewalk. Uh,
1: well, let's focus on, on Rashford to start, shall so we, Mario? Of course, had his struggles over the last couple of years. It, it, it's incredible to see what difference confidence makes.
3: Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, look, as a player, he said it himself as well. When you score goals, you start feeling way more confident. But also the thing is how he is as a player. He likes freedom. If you look at this game, they they change the wingers. San Antonio on the other side and then him on the other side. They could change. They could change position all the time. And I think he is always looking to be a player that has more freedom than he normally has because he doesn't like to play a role of being isolated and having to stick to one task. But today you clearly saw somebody else. I mean, not somebody else. I mean, look, we have seen him shine like this before. But this, this is a player that is high in confidence, feels really good comes back with a lot of energy because sometimes people will talk about like you know when you come out of the World Cup people say like hey maybe he's going to have a hard time but the way he started I think the way the team played Craig said it you know they they all feel really
1: confident in going into this match and the way they played. Yeah and you obviously seen a lot of Rashford when you were talking Solskjaer and then Rangnick why is he playing so well now compared to under those two managers?
4: Well, Dan, I think I think we can say that yes, they have played Burnley, they have played Nottingham Forest, but there is something about Manchester United at the moment. There is something about their shape. There is something way they organise their their play, and, and the reason I said that about Rashford is because every player will feel more comfortable when they know what's what's asked from you. There is a way now that you see that Ten Hag expect you to play in this way, and Marcus Rashford. Rashford look sharp. He's taken some confidence also away from the World Cup. Scored a couple of goals there, and and I just came from Old Trafford now, and I, and I can see. I spoke to Ten Hag after the game, and Ten Hag was was all about that. It's the philosophy. This is what I want to play and then it's easier for a Marcus Rashford when there is a pattern when there is a way that they want him to play then a lot of players we get better not only did they score three goals today Dan but they also had a clean sheet which is important for their confidence and yes I I'm with Craig Uh, Nottingham Forest they were very bad today but still you can see that Manchester United is building up something here and that's 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 good news for Manchester United fans
1: United, it's no secret they're looking for a striker, and In the meantime, is Martial the answer?
4: Well, I, I, I come from that body language school that I don't like bad body language. Uh, and Martial is there, obviously, that goal made it's important to score goals, that is an understatement. Yes, it was a mistake from the goalkeeper at the same time, but that was a fantastic counter-attack. And Rashford, It starts with a tackle of Casemiro, and then Rashford, of course, involves Martial, playing them back to... to uh Rashford back to Martial. And, I mean, you can see that then Dean Henderson couldn't play because he was on that loan deal they have. Henderson didn't look good here, but... <laughs> a goal, never underestimate a goal in football. And, uh, mm. and like Ten Hag said after the game, the right players score the goals. And I think that, that is that is a fair assumption from a coach. They don't want to say that. But you don't want defenders to score goals, you want strikers to score goals.
2: <laughs> yeah. I think there's a long way to go. I mean, I, I've, I've enjoyed watching their resurgence after an abysmal start to the season. I've enjoyed some of their football. I think we have to be honest about it and say, you know, the likes of Casemiro, it is too easy for him playing against a Nottingham Forest at home, even though he was back there making those great that great challenge and he had he had several others. It's just too easy for him. And I think from my point of view, we just need to put the reins on a little bit. There is a lot of hurdles to jump over before they even get into the top four. I mean, we're not talking about challenging here. That's, that's a long way off challenging the arsenals uh, and obviously Man City at the top so it's been a great start but it was a great great start in terms of the fixture list as well uh, but there's much work to be done for them but it, it's positive yeah but uh, you know they're fifth fifth in the league fifth in the league one it's point the, off spurs they're, yeah they're fifth in the league I mean that's not it's not exactly we're not quite halfway through but it's not exactly something to be sitting down and writing home about if you're man united no, but, but some but some of their football has been all right but who's saying that, Craig? You mean, and nobody has said that
4: they're ready to be a title challenger. But you have to look, and yes, they played Burnley and Nottingham Forest now, but they had some great results before the break as well. And I think that what is important to see is there a shape? Is there something going on yeah. with this team now that you can see that it could be positive for the future? Would it be enough today to beat the Arsenal and Manchester City? No, not at all. But you can see there is a shape now at Manchester United. And when was the last time we saw that?
2: Well, nobody. I don't think I ever said they were going to be challengers. But do, do spare me, yeah. fifth, is it? Tell me, is fifth something to write home about at this time of year? No, but the, I mean, first of all, they had, bit... first
4: they had a game in hand, so they were probably done before. So we can't at the same time praise all the other teams who are up there. And Manchester United, and two points ahead, uh, away from Tottenham, won one game in hand, and then they, they should be like a lucky challenger or something. Manchester United is something going on now, Craig, and we will see. Well,
2: I, I, listen, listen. Yeah, I, I I've never said they've not getting uh, improving. They're not improving, but I don't know what this is going on. You're talking about. I mean, I'm not. I didn't praise Tottenham yesterday. Uh, I'm not praising Liverpool for being where they are. I'm not pra- going to praise Chelsea for battering little old Bournemouth. I praise Newcastle. Uh, you know, because what they're doing is superseding. Where really there should be really with that squad, and I can go through it: Longstaff, Willock, Joe Linton, Wood, Dan Burn. All these guys wouldn't get near Man United. So yeah, it's better. But because the bar was so low, because they had an amateur in Charles, and because they had a, a, a short-term, uh, what do you call it, football? Uh, what is he? Director. Brand, brand new, director of sport, football, whatever it is. Now they've got a proper manager. They're playing better, I understand that. But I would just pull the reins a little bit. They're fifth in the league. There's still a lot of work to be done. And there's a lot of people getting super excited about them. I'm not No, 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 you com- no, no, Craig. You compare
4: them with Sir Alex Ferguson. Sir Alex Ferguson yeah. hasn't been there for many, many years. <laughs> they are improving at the moment and you've got to see that. <laughs>
2: Well, I, oh d- d- go God. back, roll the tape back nine minutes. When did I mention Sir Alex Ferguson?
4: No, no, but
2: that's what you do. That's what we do wrong. Well, i give it to, to you. It I'll shape. give it to you. It's better than getting walloped by Brentford at the start of the season. I'll give you that. Right, I'll get you. Have a
4: look. A, who, 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 have a look at the teams they have beaten this season, Craig. Before the World Cup break, and don't don't get disturbed through Burnley and Nottingham. Well, that saying, is too I can here. I can sit
2: here. I can, is... sit here and, I can sit here and pander to teams that have beaten Nottingham Forest and Burnley, if you want. That's no problem. The proof will be in the pudding as the season rolls on. That's my point.
4: So we, it's, so so then, me, so then me and you can be unemployed to the end of the season. We have a, just have a look at the table. and that, Said that's what it <laughs> no, like. I'm not. I'm. Okay. I'm, I'm being employed. Well done, I'm,
2: I, listen. I'm employed to tell you about the result and the performance. It was Nottingham Forest. You have to take that into context. They can't win a game away from home. Right, I, don't have, contract, game I don't know your contract, Craig. I
4: don't, Craig. I don't know your contract. If it's defined in there, don't worry about my contract yeah. Don't worry
2: at, about no, mine. <laughs> to, Listen, to have, my contract to, is not to, with Man United to, TV. Uh, it, right? Okay. Uh, no. So Manchester no, United TV. So Manchester no,
4: United TV is to say that they got a shape on them. They beat Arsenal. They beat Tottenham. So now you just saying that the shape that they did have against a weaker team that doesn't count? Okay, I, no, move on. I, 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 no. I believe it's
2: 10 minutes now if you roll the tape uh, uh, back. Uh, I never <laughs> mentioned Man United's shape. Uh, I, I want to move okay. on because it's
1: interesting. Oh my, what's that? That's, is that in your ear as well? Is no, that the end of round one? That's the final alarm for Jan to leave. What's interesting, Jan, <Yanty laughs> is that Casemiro put in a, a great performance. People get carried away. I saw one fan tweeting that this is like, like, almost a Cantona-like signing. No, Mm. I I said, that was a Jan Fjortov tweeting that. (laughs) And Jan Fjortov
4: said that one player, if you sign one player, that can have an instant impact on a team. I'm not saying, I mean, even Craig will understand that. I don't say that they will win as many trophies that Cantona did for Manchester United. I just say that some signings are more instant than others to try to get that balance in the team. And Casemiro, yes, is one of them. Casemiro.
1: Yeah. Uh, Mario, he's come in and obviously brought something different to the table that Manchester United didn't have, as you would expect with someone with this much experience and this much of an impressive resume.
3: Yeah, no, I, I you know, look when you talk about Casimir, and I heard you guys talking about him. Um, look, when he brought him in, of course, we look at his resume and, and hands down, it's incredible. But away from that. Uh, Ten Hag brought him in with a reason because I fortunately, okay, I'm in Amsterdam and I happened to meet one of the guys that did uh, the shape of for Ajax when he was working with Ten Hag, and he explained to me also the philosophy of Casimiro. For, Casimiro's philosophy is that the way Ten Hag wants him to play and what he was looking for: a player that can hold, you know, fill out the holes and making sure that the passing the strikers or the opponents of the uh, the strikers of the opponents is not becoming that easy. What is Casimiro good at? He closed down the lines. He wins the balls back, and he brings so much calms in the, in, in the team. And I think those are the kind of key things that he brought into the side, away from, of course, all the creativity they already had with Ericsson and, uh, you know, Fernandes. So I think as a team, I heard the two guys, you know, like Jan and Craig talk. One thing we can say, look, um, Craig knows for sure, <laughs> playing against a lower team, it's always difficult. you you almost 1-0 down. So that's the only thing. But what he says, I, I agree. We are talking about a top team that has to be up there. And it's normal that they beat for us. <laughs> I have to be honest. It's normal that they beat for us, But the only thing I clap them for is they, the, the comfortability and the way they turned up. Because that's what Tanakh talked about before the game. I want them to be hungry and I want us to get up there and making
2: it normal again for us to be rooting and fighting for the top uh, forest in trouble, yeah, they done. No, I think it's so. T- no, I don't think so. I think it's so tight down there. I mean, you look at the other teams. Everton, I mentioned yesterday, hapless. West Ham, I think will will climb. Uh, Leeds, I'm not sure about. Bournemouth, I think they'll just be okay. But going down below that depends on Lopetegui at Wolves. have got a good result. Southampton, hopeless. It, it depends if they have this kamikaze. Chaotic January that they might have in terms of transfers. Right. I think that could be just another disaster for them because he's going to have so many players that he's already got almost two busloads going to every game. You know I mean? Like, who's this? Who's this? And if they bring in another five, six, seven, eight, whatever it is, loan, short term, panicking, he's going to be looking at the dressing room Cooper and going, Where the hell do I start? (laughs) So I I, I think that would be the wrong thing to do. I don't think they're a busted flush yet uh, because there are so many teams down there, but they are looking, if you said to me now, are they one of the favorites to go? I I would say, yeah, for sure.
1: Uh, A lot more reaction to what happened today and indeed yesterday in the Premier League available on our YouTube channel. Be sure to go over there and check it out.
0: Did you know less than 10% of Americans own an e-bike? Check them out today at electricebikes.com and add some more adventure to your week. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S ce
1: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't a search at all. Don't search, match And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash fc. Just go to indeed.com slash fc right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on the podcast. Indeed.com slash fc, terms and conditions apply, need to hire, you need Indeed. Much like the United game, Chelsea against Bournemouth are pretty much done at half-time. Kai Havertz opened the score in the 16th minute. Brilliant finish then from Mason Mount uh, to make it two. Uh, job done. Um, I imagine that's exactly what Craig will say. Let's go to Mario. Mario, at least Chelsea kind of didn't, didn't make you sweat too much in this game, which hasn't been said too much of Chelsea of late. No, definitely
3: not. You know, I watched the game, they look very comfortable. Um, like we expected him to do. I, I felt like, you know, when you play against a side like Bournemouth, of course, they got a young coach. He took over. You understand when Scott Parker had fine O'Neal took over. So you expect him to, you know, uh, hold up and, and sit back a little bit. He tried to play the football that he wanted them to play. But uh, Kai Havertz, clearly, he was very dangerous, very comfortable. But what was really interesting that Chelsea did, they kind of like played amazing Mark played in the, in, the, in the middle of the tree. And normally he's one of the three up front. And for him to coming in late into the box, and you could see it here clearly coming with the second goal. It was almost like, you know, the times when, you know, playing with Lampard that gave him his opportunity. He was similar at that in arriving late in the box and scoring goals like that. For him to score that, it shows the difference that, that Chelsea is creating. But clearly they've been talking about to a lot of players and you're hearing a lot of names coming up because the guys in the middle of the park It's going to be a problem. If they're going to look at Conte and Jorginho, they are running Hmm. a contract at the end, so it becomes a problem now. What
2: did you take away from today? Now that Jan's gone, he really should check that contract. (laughs) He's not here in 10 minutes. All, all that took. Yank to get off the screen. was a quick, quick check of the wording of his contract. And he's gone. Uh, look. He's gone, Nick.
5: Uh, Yann uh, can hear all of this as well. I he's know, back on extra I time when he's he's, he's
2: somewhere in his hotel I room in lines going, I'll get him. I know, exactly. I'll, exa- I'll get exactly. him later. Well, he brought it up. Contracts. Uh, look. There certainly was more beady eyes on Potter than Ten Hag. Right, we're talking about playing teams that are struggling at home. kind of expected what United delivered, particularly against that opposition. I think Chelsea's an unknown, isn't it? And what we saw for most of the game, and particularly early, Early was encouraging, albeit Bournemouth offered pretty much nothing until the second half. And then even then Mm -hmm. it was a little bit powder puff. But the big thing for me, and unfortunately, it was also a downside, was the return of Rhys James. Yeah, of course, injured after fifty. And we're waiting. Chelsea, I think Potter has said it's going to be 48 hours or thereabouts to see if it's it's a recurrence of the exact same injury. And he's got a knee problem. He's obviously missed the World Cup with a knee problem. But I just think he released Raheem Sterling to go and float around a little bit more. His marauding down the right-hand side uh, was brilliant. I agree, the midfield, I think, against better teams, particularly with uh, Zakaria in there, who hasn't had much game time, had come on for Switzerland at the World Cup on the odd occasion. But yeah, Potter, you could just see in the, in the touchline, touch he just needed three points. This was not really <clears> so much about performance. This was about result. It was a kind of typical Chelsea, in a way. It should have been three or four. It was only a couple. And he breathes a sigh of relief until his ownership do whatever they're going to do in the transfer market.
1: Mario, how would you sum <laughs> up Christian Pulisic today? No, I, I felt like in the first half, like Craig said, it was Chelsea was the first half, very
3: dominating, and uh, Pulisic was part of that uh, journey. But the only thing I felt like uh, when the second half came, it looked like the energy was kind of like coming down the last, maybe the last 20 minutes, it was kind of different. And Pulisic, going up front, you know, the first half... I, I felt like he was trying hard and going left and right with his movement. But one of the things that I sometimes ask myself is, is I want to see him take people on more. Why I want that is also because sometimes uh, they become unpredictable. And now they're counting on Raheem's speed. If you saw the first half, how he, OK, he delivered the, the cross for Harvard, but also they're trying to, to, even the second half, he had a couple of opportunities. He cut back or he miscontrolled the ball, that they counting on his speed. That's how they play him on the right. And that's why I want to see more of a politic, because I don't want someone to come in. And if not, he might have more competition on the left-hand side when a new player comes in, and then it becomes maybe a questionable. And mm. you don't want that to happen.
1: Why didn't he play Gio Reyna? Wait, that's a different. Different conversation. Yeah. Wait, that's. I thought had a good shirt. For, <laughs> I thought, yeah, yeah.
2: I thought he had a good shirt for a penalty. You know, actually,
1: when you see the shirt being pulled, it, it, I, I, normally I that's a, a
2: I, no-brainer, I, isn't it? I thought it was a penalty, but then it was the same. I, I suppose, in one sense, it's the same old adage with the player that I've talked about many, many a time. Is that, is that? I mean, I thought it was a penalty to be quite frank, but. He loses, and I've said this to you a hundred times, he loses his balance almost every time he's taken a strike, and maybe that's what the referees... Oh, they,
1: they wouldn't know that, they would, they? Unless they have been watching this show and listening to you every time. <laughs> well, they may have been listening to me prattling on. But once VAR... It's very rare, once we see VAR, and you can clearly see he's got a
2: handful of... I shares. thought that was a penalty against yeah. the player. I, I, I agree, there was
3: a pen. There was a pen, yeah. then. Come on, he's right, Greg, you're right. It's clearly a pen. Why? He pulls him down in the box.
2: Yeah. yeah. But the big question is, what can you run in the team? Is he going to get... What did you make of him today? If any, I, you agree thought, Mario? Yeah, yeah. I thought he was OK at times and, you know, ultimately, you know, it seems to be, and he had a, I think he had a poor World Cup, but, but Mason Mount's kind of still the man, isn't he? Yeah. You know, and he can go anywhere and that's part of the problem. Everybody else sort of fits around, but, you know, Mount's the guy that either plays a bit deeper or he plays up top and, you know, every manager, it seems, has trusted him. Uh, but yeah, I thought Pulisic was OK and a little bit unlucky obviously with the penalty show. Uh,
1: a lot still more then to come for Chelsea for the rest of the season. Just a reminder, uh, ESPN FC with you every day. One more game remain- remaining from kind of this Christmas run of Premier League matches. That's Manchester City away against Leeds. We'll be discussing that game on the next edition. Are you with us again tomorrow?
2: Well, it depends on whether I need to check the contract. <laughs> oh, no,
1: Jan's got you now. Uh, be sure <laughs> to check us out. Not long now, of course, until the January transfer window is open once again. This is something we discussed at length yesterday. Cody Gakpo looks like he will be making the move from the Netherlands to England to join Liverpool. This, of course, a player that very much gone most people's radar during his performance for the Dutch during the World Cup. Uh, Jan and Mario with us. Mario, I want to start with you because you've seen a lot of him. Let's get this straight first. What is his best position? Um, for me,
3: as, as a left winger, he's, he's very dangerous. He likes to go on the one-on-one. That's kind of what, what the Dutch people play anyway. We play three up front. Uh, he plays for PSV
1: for a long time. We know the story about Gakpo. Because... Oh, don't touch your earphone in the oh, middle of a thing, Mario. Mario. Oh. That's a schoolboy error. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jan, we discussed yesterday, does this guy go straight into the starting eleven for Liverpool? And if so, where?
4: No, he doesn't. He doesn't, doesn't go straight into it. I think that it, this is a great signing for January. Uh, I think that he will have good teachers, Henderson, Milner, he, he, will, he will get gradually into the team. But Gakpo is one of those players, I think, sometimes from World Cups or Euros, you have always these players that come to play too good. They have the time of their life at the tournament and then you just sign them. But I don't think Gakpo is that. I've followed him in the Dutch League. I've seen him in the European Cups. And he is producing. Uh, He will play games. I don't think he will be a regular rest of the season. But Gakpo is a great signing. And it's a signal signing for them. Because we knew that other clubs in England were desperate to get him as well. So, yeah, this
1: is a good signing. Stop. Right, wait, oh, Mario's uh, back, and I want just... Don't, stop touching your ear, don't Mario! Don't touch your ear again, Mario! <laughs> sorry, 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 guys, sorry, guys, you were talking to me! It's like dealing with Stevie! Right, OK, oh. Mario, What's what's his no. best position, in your opinion?
3: No, he's a left winger. He delivers balls, he's very quick, he you know, he takes people on and I I mean look guys, we clearly know why he went there, why Liverpool pressed on so much, because Diaz and Jota before they're gonna get ready, Liverpool doesn't have that time. They wanna be fourth or let's say fourth and up there in the league. And if they wanna manage to get there and get back there to where they're normally supposed to be, they need a winger that can cause trouble. That's why I expect him to do that. Look. If you look at so many players they have I mean Kako had a good World Cup five games three goals and then away from playing in Holland 14 games he played nine goals he scored and 12 assists so that is already a big picture for us especially when he played his last game before the World Cup playing against Ajax that's the biggest league in, in our, you know the biggest competition in our league um, I mean the biggest game in our, in our league and he
1: played incredibly well and that was his best position coming from the left too so, are we, oh, Mara, if we look at it, can we have Gakpo, Nunez, Salah? Because we've seen Nunez kind of come in from the left as well. Yeah, you can. But the key thing
3: is, what, what the, I think the difference between Nunez now, that we're talking about him, is that he gets a lot of opportunities. So he has to put them away. Away from that, I think Gakpo can provide that. But look, guys, I will be the first to always say that. I said it the same about Ten Hag. Remember, the Dutch league is different than the Premier League. So as long as he knows that the speed is going to be up there and mm-hmm. it's going to be way more physical and he has that drive of the eagerness of every game to perform, I don't have no worries. But if he thinks it's uh, identical to the Eredivisie, then it, he might have to uh, you know, scratch his back a little bit and say like, hey, I need to wake up but away from that he's very talented so I'm not going to say he doesn't have the ability and the qualities to really cause some trouble
2: in England. I uh when I look at this player I think it's one of the one of the great bits of business. I really do right. and when you look I keep looking at yeah. the fee I keep looking at the fee and thinking no I, this <laughs> is not right. this is not 2022 this is like this is 2012. Yes. 2010. 209, you know. The guy's 23. When I look at him as a player, and about to Mario, his left hand side is his best position, but I look at this guy who, to me, could play in several positions if needed be and could adapt. He's got the physical attributes, and yeah, he'll have to step those up, and it will be a step up for him. We know he can score goals. We know he has those attributes I talked about. We know he's flexible. And 37 million. I mean, jeez. <laughs> oh. I mean, you go to the championship and buy and get somebody who's had a one-season wonder and you're going to be yep. paying 25, 30, 40 million plus for somebody. This is, you know, I just think to go in there. If we if were bringing him in at 80 or 90 million, you'd be like, ooh, that's... Sure. But, but no, I'm sorry. This is... this is a. Terrific piece of business for Liverpool, and I think it's a great move for the player himself going into that club. The way they play with this manager, I think it's great business all around.
1: Yeah, and can you just give you us some know, insight as to as to why, why, why is it at this price? Well, I think that the
4: main thing is that uh, Liverpool is doing a fantastic job in the recruiting department and some other clubs, one mention them, Craig can mention Manchester United, are not doing a good job when they're recruiting <laughs> players in that, that kind of business. Because I think that sometimes you will talk to the players, you will get the players' mind, you will get into players' mind and they want to join Liverpool, they want to be a part of that. And I think they do that. I think they try to do the same business with uh, Jude Bellingham. That Jude Bellingham will go to Dortmund and say, Well, I need to go, to, I want to go to Liverpool. And then we have to agree a fee with them. That may happen. But Gakpo, I think it's the same. I think they've gone into his head that he will be a great part of Liverpool Football Club, that they, they will see that he is a part of their future plans. And, and like Mario was, was saying, there is a position waiting for him. And he's a player who can play in so many different positions. And he's been told that story. And I think Liverpool are maybe, the, or maybe, they are the best in England doing that, starting with getting the players on the side, and that is a massive thing when you go into a bidding war when the players and his entourage say they want to go to this and that club.
3: Mario? Yeah. But Jan, yeah, hey, you know, you know also what happened was also that Man United wanted to come in last, uh, like the beginning of the season, but they waited too long. And he know they, the funny part is that Gakpo and Tenaga were the same agent. With the same agent. It couldn't be that difficult for them to have that conversation. But then for them to wait on so so long, and then Leeds came on. Leeds had a private jet waiting for him to jump on. And he eventually came out and said, like, I don't want to leave yet. I want to stay with PSV. He was the captain of PSV. He stayed on. Everybody, of course, loved his decision-making. And the next thing you know, Liverpool comes. So what Jan says, they went into his head in a different way. And guys, you know, Van Dijk was there he had that conversation clearly with him. Because if not, it wouldn't have been that easy.
4: Yeah, Obviously I, say- Mario, that, that's, I, I, I think that is a great, great point. Because it's not enough to be in the same agency. You have to convince players. And sometimes we think that these are machines, they are superstars, but you have to get into them. And you see what the Liverpool players tried to do with Bellingham during the World Cup. And as Mario <laughs> said, Van Dyke Van would have probably been the best agent Liverpool could ever have had. To, to, to get him there so uh, I think that is great business again from Liverpool Football Club and it's a signal to some other clubs to, to kind of sharpen up their recruitment departments.
1: Of course Liverpool struggling with injuries at the moment uh, Luis Diaz is out Jota out as well when everyone's fit does he get anywhere near this team?
2: Well what do you mean does he get near it? Well because it, does he get in the starting Well level? I mean it's going to be the answer to that is it, it's going to be purely form dependent and right. and, and Mm -hmm. you know, in in some sense, uh, Arsenal are not like that because they have guys that are consistently playing well, Odegaard, Martinelli, Saka, and it was Jesus. But then you look at, apart from Erling Haaland, you look at the rest at Man City, and we're talking about teams that Liverpool want to be competing with and have been competing with. Now, on any given day, you write down that Man City front three or four, Dan, and it's a guessing game, isn't it? Yeah. And I think, in some sense, that's what Klopp wants again. He wants to make sure there's no money anymore, that he's keeping the rest of them, when they're fit, on the toes. If you're not playing well, it doesn't matter if you're Mo Salah. Roberto Firmino, we've seen him miss out on a lot of game time over the last 12 months because of his form. You have Darwin Nunes coming in now, who's lively but has having a wee problem in front of goal. And then... Diaz to come back, who's been terrific. If you throw Gakpo in that with one or two young lads, you're you're saying to everybody, listen, you're playing well, you hold your hand up, and I'll pick you in my front three. And Mm. that's just giving them options. So the answer is, that's going to be a difficult front line to get into. But that's what his biggest rivals have in Manchester City. Mm. And that's what he needs to have if they're going to get back to challenging again. And does
1: Gakpo have the quality to compete with those sort of players, in your opinion, Mario?
3: Yeah, of course. And just what Craig said, look, we have never been, I'm sure, Craig never been to a club where you had competition with you and you said, I'm not going. If your mind's set there and I'm going, I'm going to compete with you. So Kakpo making that decision, he knows what he's putting himself into because the talent is clearly there, you know? The only thing is that while Liverpool pressed on, because like you already mentioned, uh, Gota, he's probably injured till what? uh, February, uh, Diaz till March. This is too long for a team. So for me, I feel like, yeah, he's going to compete with them. He should be ready to compete with them because being a PSV, it's a similar kind of fight going on, to get himself to where he is right now and playing for Holland. Come on, no national team gives you the glory by by freedom. You have to fight for it.
1: Uh, as I mentioned, one more game left in the Premier League of end of this fodder. Boxing Day series. And to be honest, we weren't going to talk about it. You went it. for a big one? We just went for it. We, we were asked our predictions before. Everyone's going for a big win for City. But then Jan throws a spanner in the works. and Now we have to talk about the game because Jan thinks it's going to be 2-2, <laughs> which means I now have to ask Jan why.
4: <laughs> I, I will ask about it because if we get a Leeds team out there, this passionate Leeds team, it's just a March team that can go for it. I'm not. I don't think this game is so open as we, we do think. Imagine. Am I'm, I am I allowed to say Erling Haaland again, or is that still forbidden? Oh, don't for me? worry. Can there's I more say Harlan it? in a moment, Jan. Okay, okay. So Erling Haaland is going back to the place where he's uh, where he's born. Uh, I, I'm I'm with his dad at the game tomorrow. It's going to be a very <laughs> emotional game. This is going to be a very interesting game. And that's five-nil tip. Who had that? Who had five-nil? Who said that? That was me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now
1: I, I tell you I, what. I think em- this will.
2: This will I'll be tight. emotional. If, if that's two two tomorrow, Jan, I'll be emotional because you're going <laughs> to gloat about it.
1: <that. laughs> yes, I know. If that's two two. <laughs> yeah. uh, so
2: you mentioned Erling Haaland, uh, Jan.
1: Um, explain this haircut. Oh. Oh, you think? Okay, you think
4: I'm doing his haircut as well? Uh, I I don't think that is a new haircut. I think by by the look it's just like I'm not saying his dad did it, but it's somebody just doing a, a new twist, a new twist to it. Uh, yes. So I can't I can't see. He looks like a Viking, doesn't he? He looks like uh, it's so a Viking. I love that.
1: What well, do I, d- I don't know. I just watched the latest Matilda movie, where of course Mr. Trunchbull <laughs> hates pigtails, and I just imagine somebody whipping him around and throwing him out. Well I don't thought, the school.
2: I mean, I mean, I'm, I mean, really, it's a bit like when Paul Pogba used to colour his hair and others, and people get right. People yes. actually, People actually get a little angry about well, it's it.
1: because you're very much a defender of people colouring their hair, because of course you did it and pulled it off so beautifully in 1998. If we take a look at that. Look at that. You didn't expect that one to come. <laughs> it's been it's been wheeled out many times yes i know i, I don't love, see it's that, that vaseline in your eyebrows <laughs> yeah we used to do that
2: for everyone listen no. i may i may have woke up that morning and said i'm going to have blonde hair yes. but i did not wake up and say god give me pigtails
1: <laughs> i don't <laughs> know
4: well, who so, could so. Dan? who who could think that when you see that picture of of, of Craig, that nice little young man, that he should turn into a grumpy black hair guy.
1: That's hard not to quite see. Sure. I'm not quite sure anything about that picture says nice young man, to be honest. <laughs> I think that's quite nice of you to look at that. Uh, Mario, <laughs> no. who, whose haircut would you prefer? Would you prefer Jan's? Oh, Jan's. Erlang's uh, or oh, Craig's? <laughs> nah, no, I, I, I might go for Blondie of Craig, man. I might go yeah,
3: for you, Blondie of yeah, Craig. <laughs> so? yeah, I might just take that risk. Uh, that'd I be quite
2: the look. Reason. jealous, aren't you? Uh, I'm jealous of what? The, I can pull such things off. Hey,
1: you should have seen my tips in the days. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lovely! I tell you what, else I also had
2: straight hair at the top, right. long hair at the back, and it was the back was only permed. No, crazy. Remember, <laughs> Chris? No, no, Chrissy, no. no. Chrissy,
3: I. Chrissy wow. I have it me a No perm.
2: <laughs> I had a curly perm at the back and straight have
1: elsewhere. Have we never seen a picture of that? Cheryl's got to have a picture of that somewhere. Oh, definitely, yeah. we'll find it, it, most on. definitely. It right,
2: bring that in, man, bring it on. Right, now, oh, got it.
1: meanwhile, we discussed obviously Mammul breaking his leg while skiing. What an idiot. Paul Pogba has not only been skiing, but decided to put it on Instagram for all to see. <laughs> of course, a man who has been struggling of late with injury. This is, this is a bit silly, isn't it, Mario, to say the least? Yeah, you know, especially Paul, man.
3: Come on. Now, I, I think his focus should be only be on playing football now. Because why, I, you know, I know him as a person. He likes to be out there. The freedom, the, you know, the enjoyment of life. But still, you have to remember, the only reason why we talk about Paul is because of his quality on the field. And I want him to focus on getting back to that, you know, making sure that he does the things that G. G. Juventus wants him to do. Yeah. Yeah, I
4: th- I, somehow I think... I think it was more funny when Manuel Neuer did it. But Paul Pogba, you just expect him to do a stunt like this. But can you imagine Manuel Neuer, Mr. Attitude? What do you do after you and Germany has been have been terrible at the World Cup? Let's go skiing. That is a great <laughs> idea. Just make sure that we don't fall over. Yeah, but we do that as well. And tell people that I was only just walking with my skis and then they found out he was doing downhill more or less. And then he's out. Not for one week, not for one month, for the rest of the season. Hallelujah, Manuel Neuer.
2: Not the brightest thing to do, is it? But it just just smacks to me of, uh, particularly the Pogba scenario, of just not reading the room properly. You have Juventus (laughs) who are not having a particularly good season or a particularly good time on and off the field. You know, with all the boardroom wrangles and resignations and and investigations. And then you've got a player who has gone back to his former club where he was successful after having an injury-ravaged spell at Manchester United. Now he's having the same problems at Juventus. And, you know, for want of a better phrase, you're rubbing people's nose in it. I mean, it just smacks of not understanding the situation around you because Juventus fans just want him fitting on the field. Yeah. And you know he might be allowed to go skiing. I don't know what the current contracts say. Yeah. However, however, you should not be doing that, particularly when you've been out for as long as you've he's been out.
1: Uh, meanwhile, big moment in the Gab and Jules podcast as Jules well, is in the big chair yeah. once again. There's an he amazing is. podcast, uh, isn't it? It uh,
2: switches all the
1: time. Don Hutchinson uh, is with them as well on the latest episode. Be sure to check it
5: out. The big chair. Go to Shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com slash network.
1: Uh, that is it then. That brings us to the end of today's show. Say, tell me to shut up. No, no, I was loaching. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't say <laughs> shut up, but I often would too. I know. Shut up. know that's what expected. Uh, Mario Yan, back with us for extra time. Greg, with us here in the studio, Mario Malkio and Jan Arga-Fjortov join us as well. Mario Prize is not getting any Man United flags. Yes, uh so yeah. Jan was very Manchester United TV in your opinion today. because uh, he
2: just was at Old Trafford, of course. Well, yeah, he doesn't like to upset people. Yeah, yeah. I'll upset them for you, oh. Jan. Don't worry there no, you go. Tell, yeah, them, tell yeah, them I'm horrible. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So this is we're, so we're, this is the man,
4: this is the man who tells other people if they say one team looks good. He is so afraid of his own masculinity to, well, to have well, a goal with it. Manchester United again and I can't even say the English word for it, so let's go. Just, uh, let's because, get just, be-
2: just because you like the buffet in the press room. Uh, not my fault. Where are you, uh, are you In the uh, Lowry? Craig, cr-
4: Craig yes. I, I I did a, I did a Phillips, so I have a, a bit overweight, so I did use <laughs> I didn't I didn't use the, the facility today.
1: <laughs> oh, well fair enough. Are you in the Lowry and that's the posh Manchester uh, Hotel, isn't it? Where all the players stay?
4: Yes. I am in a Yes. I'm a push
1: hotel today. Oh, well, Lowry, very nice. Kid. That's not a bad place I- to be though. No, that's all right, mate. Not too bad. Yeah, it's not the normal fire door that we see behind you. Pouring down in Manchester. (laughs) Yeah, look to the rain. God,
2: no wonder it's (laughs) just look miserable. Struggling to get people there. Yeah, yeah.
1: Mario, when you're in LA, I know you're in Amsterdam at the moment. When you're in LA and it's Christmas and you're watching them play at Old Trafford or Birmingham or Wigan, those horrible places you're at, you must love it.
3: I love it because I live in all those places you just mentioned. And now, finally, I can pick my answer. <laughs> Christmas is now family Christmas. Back in the day, yeah. it was
1: hotel Christmas. Yes, <laughs> yeah, I know. People like Jan knocking on your door. You no, do that for,
2: uh, <laughs> you know, we don't want to upset any of our viewers from Wigan, if indeed we have any. Right, n- this is never good when you start a sentence just No, I, like what I know. Did you live? You didn't live in Wigan when you played for I Wigan. I lived in Manchester. I lived in Manchester. There we go. There you Yep. That's an answer to your question without asking the question, yep. but he's answered the in, in the Lowry.
1: And Mario, how was your Christmas? Because you're with family in Amsterdam? Oh man, I
3: love it, I love it. That's why every year I'll be coming home just for Christmas. Oh fantastic. It's the best fantastic.
1: place to be. What's your traditional Christmas food in Amsterdam? Is it the same as us, Turkey?
3: No, because, you know, like I I eat a lot of Surinamese food, so we have similarities to Turkey, but we just make it with a lot of spices and stuff like that. So, you know, my family, you know, sisters, my girl, everybody's around, we just have a big crowd and we just sit, eat, but you eat so much. I'm telling you that when I'm done here, I need to go back and start cutting some weight because you put on some serious weight being hey, with oh these yeah. people. Oh, yeah, I can see that.
1: The good thing here, working here, Mario, is that no
2: one notices, <laughs> given the company that you keep on the show. <laughs> well, no. I mean, I can see you've, you've really piled a few pounds on Oh, here, Yes, yeah, t- definitely. So no
4: worry,
2: man. Hey, 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 I'm good, man. I'm good. Don't worry about it, Greg. <laughs> i tell you what, not, not, not everybody eats Christmas dinner, you know. I was surprised. Yeah? <laughs> What do you mean? Don't look at me like that. I'm talking about. Well, I mean, I know there's different religions and all yeah. that stuff, but yeah. I was surprised. <laughs> My son was supposed to be working Christmas Day. Yes. Uh, and had to call out from the night before because he was unwell. Right. But felt well enough that that night he didn't want to come for Christmas dinner with us because he was a bit under the weather. But he went out and got a Chinese takeaway. Right. And what? he said, on he said on Christmas night. The restaurant yes. was yeah, rammed.
1: Yeah, it's a tr- tradition, isn't yeah. it?
2: Yeah. And I was like, yeah. "What?" Yeah. I said, "Are you sure it's going to be open?" He went, "Oh, yeah. it's open." Jordan's for Christmas Eve, yeah. Mm. Christmas, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Christmas Day. Yeah. yeah. He said, mm. and I was surprised.
1: At yes. That. Yeah, yeah. So There you go. There we go. You'll be there as well, okay. Sorry? Cinemas as well. Really? Huge on Christmas Day. Yes. Wow. Yeah. There you go. There we are. Yeah. What did you do in, in uh, Scandinavia for Christmas? Austria well, it's, it, uh,
4: Austria in Scandinavia Thank you Dan uh, For the listeners who don't know this the, uh, Dan thought that Austria was a part of Scandinavia As USA yeah. is a part of Argentina uh, But, uh, but now I was at home At a beautiful Christmas with my family And we eat kind of ribs uh, at christmas ah. and some sausages and all that kind of oh. thing so no chinese takeaway having said that yesterday we went we went to another family party and i was desperate not to have christmas uh, uh for 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 to eat and then they had pizza that was fantastic Best oh, lovely
1: oh. oh nice pineapple pineapple on the pizza? No, of course no. yeah. never
2: no. never yes yes you know you're such pineapple. a big kid
1: <laughs> yes, of course, Mario. Then you need you to come to Italy, man. You cannot have pineapple on your pizza, my friend. Go I would on. just do. it, I would go to Marcotti's house and just order a pineapple pizza to annoy him. Mario, don't engage. <laughs> with It him. would be magnificent. <laughs> it would self combust <laughs> on the spot.
2: I tell you what, turkey's a turkey's a bit horrible, though, isn't it? It's well, dry. Well, I think we only have it once a year. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't people have it at <laughs> Thanksgiving?
1: Oh uh, yes, that's it's true. It's a bit it's dry. Too, yeah. You just got to get cranberry sauce, chuck that it's on a bit gravy, dry, the whole shebang. Yeah. Right. To all, who wins the Premier League first? Manchester United or Newcastle?
3: Mario, what do you think? Oh, I go for Newcastle by the biggest surprise because those people are like, oh, my God, they, they are shocking me, eh, Newcastle, what they're doing. I want to yeah. see, like, yeah, I'll go for I go for them. Why? Because everybody will pick menu, the way they are you know, I go Newcastle. They just keep surprising yeah. me. Well, we know who Jan's going
2: well, to say. no point going. <laughs> Oh, yeah.
4: No, surprises. Uh, but, what, what, no, what? Yeah, 2-2. Two, two. Uh, but I, uh, said what is uh, what What I do like about Newcastle is that they are building a club. Uh, and they're not just buying players. They're building a club. I like that. But I still think that Manchester United will win the league before them. You can't buy culture.
2: Yes.
1: No. United?
4: Yes. But you That's like the question, surprise,
3: though. Jan? You like the surprise, though, because the surprise is pretty intense, what they're doing now.
4: I couldn't hear you, but I, I wonder if you said that. You, you know, I get confused by the United here. The Leeds United, Newcastle United, Cambridge United, Manchester United. Well, we're only so. talking <laughs> about the
1: questions, Manchester United. Now, nah, what? God, <laughs> mate, it so awkward today, yeah. Jan. Just just you know, I do tell. Well.
2: These are oh, all sorry, right? annoying.
4: <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> I'm I just uh, studying Craig's contract, what he is <clears> supposed <throat> to say at the show. Right.
2: Well, my contract at the bottom <laughs> says you have to be nice every now and again. Actually, I tell you what, I've been, actually, if you look back over the last three or four months, Jan, probably the most positive yeah. about Man United. There you go. However, oh. there's, there's a there's <laughs> the a, limit. a level of the opposition you have to take into account. Right. Have any of the panellists ever gone through a
1: spell of form like Marcus Rashford, where a new manager, transfer move, revitalised their form? I'm looking at you, Jan. If I've, if I've been bad or good? No, if, if you when you make, made a move you were much better than you were before, or a new manager came in, it revitalized you.
4: Yeah, absolutely. I think everybody do that. I mean, uh, I, I had a manager in Germany. He's the worst manager I've ever seen. He had no clue at all. So it took me eight games to get him away. But, uh, I you didn't know Solskjaer more- Coast in Germany. <laughs> oh that was oh <laughs> <laughs> that <the, the> Scandinavian <laughs> presentator is very good at the moment but that's it but 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 it it can it can make a big impact and you can go the bad way as well because as we talked about in the show today Dan you you see now when you you get a defined role it's much easier to get your your skills out so it, it can go both ways so so I think that by Ragnik, I mean, you can say a lot of things about Ragnik, but it was hard to see how they tried to play. Is that fair to say?
1: Yeah. Mario, what was the big moment for you where your form changed when it was a new manager or a transfer?
3: Uh, when I was at Ajax, I remember being at Ajax. Um, I made my debut on the Fangal. I became the best young player at that uh, season. And next thing you know, Martin also took over, brought in nine oh, cool. players. And I went from a starting player, I went to a, a bench player. And then he, he tried to persuade me to uh, extend my contract. I mean, you know, the rest <laughs> of the answer of that one, though.
1: <laughs> Mario, how do you handle that as a young player? Do you still have the confidence to knock on his door and say, oi, what's going on? Yes,
3: you have to do that. I always advise players to have a conversation with the coach, but do yeah. it one-on-one. Never do it with anybody around you, because soon as you have a conversation with a coach, with the team around you, he feels like you're trying to take the lead. But if you go on a one-on-one against him, you got a better um, situation going on. But remember, when you ask a coach question, make sure you have closed questions. Don't leave them up to open questions because he will spin around your answer and before you know, you walk out of the door without an answer. And then what happened in the end? You made the move to Chelsea. Yes, I, I end up, uh, he ended up putting me on the bench because Ajax offered me uh, a contract and um, at that point I said, like, you know, I want to still think and they didn't want it to give me time to think. They wanted to give me a week to think about it. next thing you know the week went by and i said like i looked at them and i was like okay and then a week went by and then they put me on the bench but then fortunate i had like maybe four or five uh, uh, more uh, experienced players like the blamed the Boers and all them we wanted to win the cup so they went to the coach he said you got to start mario again because we want to win the cup we ended up winning the cup and i left to chelsea anyway at the end of the season
2: you only ever go and see a manager one one and one well most people but they Going to see a manager is a bit like doing this show. I'm serious. Okay, I'm looking forward to this analogy. No, you always have to have an answer up your sleeve. Right, yeah. If you're bright enough. But some people haven't in the past. <laughs> some people. What? Well, some people are different breeds. <laughs> but you always have to have an answer up your sleeve because as Mario said, there, when you go in and, and corner a manager, because ultimately you're going in because you're not happy about something, he's yeah. also of the same mindset because he's probably been a player. Yeah. He's also got some stuff up his sleeve, so, <laughs> so he's throwing he's throwing you curveballs back yeah. about why why he's doing something or why he's playing this player, or why you're not playing, or why you're not training. Mm-hmm. Well enough, and you've got to be able to spin that as he's batting it over to you. you got to volley it back, right? Sharpish, right. okay, otherwise, and, and otherwise, you cannon for or sure. You just go in, and, yeah. and he goes, Well, you're, you're not as good as everybody else, and you go, um, Okay, and right. walk out. Yeah, it's just uh, weak. Yeah, <laughs> you, you knocked on the door can... on
1: previous occasions.
4: Yeah, I have. I think that is a uh, voice that said it perfectly well. It's much easier to take one against one, but sometimes you feel they just say it to say it and as Craig is saying, they they know the business as well because there's a lot of people knocking on the door. But you can do it the other way around, like Felix Magath, the famous feared German coach who goes into the dressing room and he does that exercise in every club he is at. He did that at Bayern Munich, he went to Claudio Pissarro. The, the, the assistant coach went in and said you should see the manager. So Claudio Pizarro, the striker, came in. He was sitting there for five minutes and the coach didn't say one word. Not one word. It's not like he's not talking one or two words. He said nothing. And after five minutes, he said to Pizarro, now you can go out. So that—that that is the other way around. Uh, there is always the a game what does that do? No, it's a noise. I, I don't know. Felix Maggot does his way. He's doing it. Felix Maggot always do that before every team meeting. I, I, it wasn't Fulham. of the same thing. He's doing his tea thing, two three minutes. Then he's eating his mm-hmm. cakes and then before meetings and all that. That is it. That is that is just a game.
2: Is it point? Yeah. I don't know. Sounds don't like guess. a terrible game. I think I would have. said... I think i would have been like, oh, I, I had a few civilized conversations with uh, managers and coaches, and, and but I also had some, some not. So I tell you what, oh. I had an absolute and an absolute tear up with John Barnes. I have to be honest. But this is when he was coach <laughs> Celtic. Yeah, and I like, I got on well with John, and uh, yeah. I don't have an issue with John, but I, I was particularly peeved about something, and it was after the Janssen era. Uh, When things had been going brilliantly for me and the team. And then Jansen left, and things for the whole club took a downturn. But anyway, I think I've told you this. John thought the three hour bus journey from Aberdeen back to Glasgow would have calmed me down, but it didn't. I had Stubbsy and a few of the boys waiting in the car to drive back to Newton Mearns, where we lived. And I went in, and he was next to Eric Black, his coach. And it started as a civilised. question to John about stuff and it ended up, I was just, he was shouting back at me and I was shouting at him, turning into him and Eric was just stood there and then the next day when I came in, John Clark, who was the kit man, who was former Celtic player, Lisbon Lion, one of the greats, lovely guy John said to me, I heard that big man in the kit room and the kit room is all the way at the other end (laughs) of the main stand from where the office is, right. it was a tear up. Wow. To be fair, John just sat behind his desk and shouted back at me. I was screaming at him. And then what happened He shouted, "I've got Just He was shouting at me, I've got people. Because I said to him, do you know how many goals I scored at this oh. club? And I said, "And you've got me playing <laughs> in front of the back four. Yeah. And he's shouting at me, I've got other people that are better than you at scoring goals. Oh, and I was tearing Ow. back.
1: Did you bring up your player like, of the year, that thing? Yes, I was player of the I year. Need what, to are you bring that up. what are
2: you doing, John? I didn't bring it But all I'm saying is, it happens. And then what, what was it like afterwards? Oh, I don't have a problem with John. It was fine? Yeah, no. yeah. And I've worked with John on... Uh, it was a couple of months before I left, but that was Kenny's doing more than Barnsley. Right. But I uh, worked with John on TV quite a few times in the years before I came here. Right. I don't have an then issue. Fine. Yeah, absolutely no. fine. But sometimes just you have to it. go.
4: I think sometimes, you, to, to the question, to the original question, when you got a new manager, sometimes if you have trouble with the manager, sometimes you have to put all on the line as well, as you're doing there Craig, you're not sure how, or, or you know that Barnsley maybe will do that, but I, sometimes you just have to go for, even to get a, get a move, you have to go for it, and sometimes yeah. these coaches who have that kind of fear factor. I had the same with uh, Magath, Felix Magat that I talked about. I, I went all the way. We were not shouting, but I went all the way. And at the end of the day, he made me vice-captain. I mean, it turned around. So sometimes you, ha- you that game you have to play, but I guess there's something you do when you turn 30. You don't do that when you're 22.
2: Just, just, okay. bri- just briefly, I remember now what triggered me. He said, because and my argument was slightly flawed because the team had just battered Aberdeen at Patodry. Okay. By, I don't know. I can't remember how many goals. I mean, obviously that Bansy wasn't a success and things went downhill. But at that point, it was going swimmingly. But he'd put me on the bench and I think it was I don't know five, six, seven nil in Aberdeen and he'd brought a few other people onto the field and they hadn't brought me up and so I was annoyed. And he said to me, he <laughs> said. Why would I bring you on? All you wanted to do was go and wave at the Celtic fans.
1: <laughs> I was like,
2: oh. <laughs> hey. Hey, "Yeah, Player of the Year last year. Yes. Uh,
1: who do you have joining Newcastle, year Arsenal, that. and Manchester City in the top four this season, Mario?" Newcastle, Arsenal, Manchester. I mean, look. <laughs> Hey, it's
3: normal that I'm gonna call Chelsea, but at this point, I'm a little worried, man. Uh, oh. Newcastle, Arsenal, Man City. Oh my God! Why are you doing this to me? <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> Arsenal, Newcastle, Man
2: I'm gonna help you. I'm gonna say Man United. Man United.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Man-unated. Oh, oh no, sorry, no, touching, no, it, Liverpool. <laughs> he's touching his
1: ear again, he's Liverpool. trying to disconnect. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> OK, I have to pick someone. I have to pick someone. Newcastle, Arsenal, Man City. OK, he's going for Liverpool. I'm going for rivalry, Man United.
1: Man United. Jan, who are you going for?
4: As we have so many former Chelsea players in here, and I should probably say Chelsea, shouldn't I? But no, I would say and, and, and Tottenham as well. It's, it's a very, very close race. I think that if we should make some favourites, it's got to be Liverpool uh, somehow.
1: Mario, who's the next player from the Eredivisie who'll get big money to move to the Premier League? <laughs> big money to come to the Premier League now. Yeah. Oh, um, uh,
3: Timber. I think Timber's got a great chance. I think he he, um, um, he played for Holland. Uh, he got the lift that normally what he plays now at uh, He was for Juventus and I went to Bayern Munich. For him then, to making sure that the lift gets on the national TV and says like, I am not a right-sided player because he, Timber knows to play that position better than me. That says enough about the talent. And he's young, yeah. he's talented, he is very comfortable on the ball. So I feel like this kid, he's got a lot of potential. So I, if I go for someone, sorry guys, I got to pick IX team.
1: You don't have to say sorry, Mario, that's fine. You can no, because it's other. my whole
3: team, you know? It's because it's my
1: whole <laughs> yeah. team, that's why. <laughs> that's all right. Here we go, for Jan. Regarding Jude Bellingham, safe to say Dortmund would sell him to the highest bidder, but which club does Bellingham himself prefer to go to?
4: Well, I tell you that nobody knows that uh, at, at the moment. But there are some clubs like Liverpool that are talking a lot about linking him to them. Real Madrid apparently starting the official talks just over New New Year's Eve. Uh, I don't think that that is the case. I think that the clubs have been talking to Dortmund for a long time. They tried to get. Uh, we talked about the, the the Liverpool players at the World Cup being the agents for for Liverpool. You just saw pictures all the time with Trent Arnold everybody uh, Anderson Mm -hmm. with with Bellingham I, I'm not sure. I, I will also put in another name that is not the link. I don't think that Manchester City is out of the race oh. either. Uh, so Pep, Pep Guardiola would love to see Bellingham going there. They have another agent that is another guy who played for, for, uh, for, for Borussia Dortmund. So this is much more open than people think. Don't count the links going to a club and think that will be the main thing. But. Well, I, I couldn't tell you who, who he preferred to play to. I couldn't tell you that.
1: Will you be a spokesman again? You were the spokesman for Sancho and, of course, spokesman for Haaland. You need the spokesman for Bellingham next, Jan. Is that the plan?
4: I'd never played with uh, Bellingham's father, did I? I, 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 oh. I haven't checked. I don't
1: think, now. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Foot <laughs> Madrid, will you? <laughs> well, Man City. I don't know. You're the players, you know.
2: I mean, that's an ageing <clears throat> midfield with a few youngsters in there. Now. I mean, you've got uh, Casemiro's gone. Modric's not going to continue for yeah. long. Yeah. Tony Tony You've got Tony Cam- Camavinga, Camavinga, Chumini, Camavinga Chumini. Valverde. Camavinga, Valverde. If you throw in Bellingham, Camavinga and and Chumini are not the same type of player as Bellingham. Bellingham. Bellingham certainly more attacking. Yes. Uh, Valverde can play in so many positions. Uh, maybe the guy just wants to come back to England. I I, I don't know. Mario, where would you go given the choice?
3: Yeah, given the choice, I've been in England already, I will take the turn for Real first, and then make my move to England. That's what I want but, but
4: But But don't you think it's opposite? That If, if you saw Haaland as well, he, he thought if you go to Real Madrid, that's kind of the end station. Where, I mean, in all due respect to all clubs, but there is some magical thing about Real Madrid. So if you go to Real Madrid, that is kind of the end station. So I, I just got a feeling that Jude Bellinger wants to go home and do do well in England before he goes to Spain.
3: Yeah, I, I think he wants, th- my feeling is he wants to go home. But if you ask me personally, that's what yeah. I will do. And I understand what you say, but uh, I always say some opportunities come one time and you gotta yeah, take your journey. Fair point. Fair Mario, point. did you ever have the chance to go to Spain? I had the chance to go to Madrid, but I had a personal family issue. So that's why
1: oh, I went over, wow.
3: I went to go and see them and I chose my family over Real Madrid. And then I stayed, I signed, extended my deal at Ajax for two more years. And then eventually I went to Chelsea.
1: Don't worry, I was there, Mario, I'd have probably ruined it for you. Um, Start behind (laughs) the net with a crazy pose, (laughs) holding on to the net. I didn't do that during matches. (laughs) Final question, how would Alvarez, this is for you, Jan, as a striker, how would Alvarez feel after coming back and playing second fiddle to Haaland?
4: Yeah, we used to play a second fiddle. He did the same thing for Argentina, didn't he? I mean, it's an amazing story. I think that is one of the the story of the season. When Alvarez came to Manchester City, I mean, that, that was one of the best signings of, of last season uh, or of this season. But because of Holland was there, he kind of matured into that role. Did ever so well for for Argentina. Can you imagine? At that time, how sad it's been in Norwegian when you see the guys who are on the bench for you score four goals uh, at the World Cup. I think Alvarez, is, he sounds like an intelligent player who understands mm-hmm. how we develop, and he comes into that dressing room and Erling Haaland can do as much as he wants, but he doesn't have a World Cup medal. So I think Alvarez is fine by that. He will contribute and he will probably end up scoring 20 goals this season as well.
1: Could he pull off pigtails? That's another question, I don't know. (laughs) Alvarez, I don't think he could.
2: Has anybody seen any of those guys? The I mean, they're, they're probably in some bar in Buenos Aires down in uh, tequilas as we speak. Yeah, I mean, be, you know, be, why are they having tequilas? Tenach called Martínez, he called, called, <laughs> called yeah, Martínez, he, he told heart. him you've got to come Villa, back, he told Emery's yeah, called him up and he went, I don't know, I've got a strange tone from Argentina, it sounded like a phone going down. <laughs> More tequila? Why wouldn't you drink tequila? I don't drink I tequila. I don't like tequila. I hate it. Nah, I hate it. saying, well, dang- saying dangerous drink. Anyway, that is but it. a lot of drink dangerous for you. Yes, <laughs>
1: is back on your a to Dangerous tomorrow. man. Thank you very much to Ryan to Jan and to Craig. Uh, me and Craig will be back here tomorrow to reflect. Oh, you here as well, Torian? You going to the game? Oh, it doesn't matter, no one cares. Is he a Man, is a man City fan tomorrow.
2: <laughs> City fan City
5: tomorrow, yeah. tomorrow.
2: United today, <laughs> who knows?